Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Christian Millennials Chat. I am excited because we have another guest. Y'all have just been being blessed with these guests. We don't have many um, on this podcast, but you know, when God decides to bring them through, we welcome them. And so I'm excited. We have today Dwayne Williams Jr. And he's a motivational speaker, a youth pastor, a brand ambassador, a community advocate, and so much more. But the most importantly, he is a Jesus lover. And I'm excited for this episode because you all are going to hear his heart and the transparency that he brings to every platform that he steps on. And so I don't want to take too long, but I will tell you guys this. Make sure that you have your pens and your paper. Don't be driving when you're listening to this episode. Don't be around people because you will probably scream yes a few times. Amen. Um, This is just a really good episode. And I'm excited for you guys to hear this three-part series because it is truly life-changing. I have taken so many notes, so many things from this. And it's things that are practical that you can apply to your life in this season. Whether you are single in a relationship, engaged or married, everybody can take away something from what was said in these um, pod in these interviews. And so I'm super excited. I hope you guys are excited. I'm not going to talk too much because y'all know I could go for a while. Let's get into today's episode. Enjoy, guys. You don't have to be rich to achieve your potential. I stand here knowing that my story is part of the larger American story, that I owe a debt to all of those who came before me, and that in no other country on earth is my story even possible. Possible. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Christian Millennials Chat. I am excited because we have another guest. Y'all have just been being blessed with these guests. We don't have many um, on this podcast, but you know, when God decides to bring them through, we welcome them. And so I'm excited. We have today Dwayne Williams Jr. And he's a motivational speaker, a youth pastor, a brand ambassador, a community advocate, and so much more. But the most importantly, he is a Jesus lover. And I'm excited for this episode because you all are going to hear his heart and the transparency that he brings to every platform that he steps on. And so I don't want to take too long, but I will tell you guys this. Make sure that you have your pens and your paper. Don't be driving when you're listening to this episode. Don't be around people because you will probably scream yes a few times. Amen. Um, This is just a really good episode. And I'm excited for you guys to hear this three-part series because it is truly life-changing. I have taken so many notes, so many things from this. And it's things that are practical that you can apply to your life in this season. Whether you are single in a relationship, engaged or married, everybody can take away something from what was said in these um, pod, in these interviews. And so I'm super excited. I hope you guys are excited. I'm not going to talk too much because y'all know I could go for a while. Let's get into today's episode. Enjoy, guys. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Christian Millennials Chat. It is your host, Miss Alice Inspires. And I'm so excited. Y'all, listen, I have a good, good, good friend, new friend from Clubhouse. I told y'all if you're not on Clubhouse, you are missing out. He is one of my favorite Clubhouse 
members. He literally speaks the truth, is honest, and loves God. And I just have so much respect for um, this man. And he's super supportive. And I just, I thank God for godly connections. I told y'all last year that God is going to connect people. And that's exactly what he is doing. Um, Dwayne Williams Jr. is a pastor, a youth pastor, um, a community advocate, and he'll probably introduce himself some more, but he's just an awesome man of God. And I'm grateful that our paths have crossed. And so I had to bring him on to Christian Millennials chat because y'all know I like good people to come and pour into y'all. So today we have Dwayne Williams Jr. Thank you um, for joining us. We so appreciate it. And we're excited for what you were going to share. Wow, I'm uh I am blessed uh number one to be here. Uh as she said, listen, uh I agree. She said that the Lord is going to connect you to people, uh genuine people in this season. Here's what we cannot do. We cannot uh run those people away because it is not the typical friendships that we're used to. Uh I believe that uh in this season we're going to experience new friendships and sudden friendships that are going to help propel watch this not our agenda but god's agenda in the earth and you can't do that alone you've got to do that with somebody so i'm happy to be here uh man i love her uh she said some kind words about me i don't know if they all true or not but uh <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll see uh thank you though for having me thank you so much no it is our pleasure like Listen, y'all, y'all are in for a treat. When I tell you, I hop, listen, I hop into, and y'all know my schedule is always busy. I hop into whatever room I see this man in because whenever he's in a room, he literally drops fire, like knowledge, godly wisdom. And then he's real. Like when I tell y'all this man is real, I listen sometime and I'm just like, yes, at least somebody is finally saying it. And it's good to have people who not only, um, can articulate the word of God, but they can make it relatable. And that's what I appreciate about you is that you make it relatable and anyone can understand from a child all the way up to an elderly person. And so I just thank God for just the way that he allows you to operate and move. And you definitely are a blessing to the kingdom. Wow. Thank you. Those are some kind words, y'all. I'm telling (laughs) y'all. I don't even know what to say, but thank you. Glory be to God. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to pray that he he pray on the podcast because y'all, I'd be like, come through. Um, (laughs) But we are going to get started. Y'all know that we have been talking about purpose before marriage. And one of the reasons that I actually asked him, and I don't think he probably even knows this is, he was on Clubhouse one day and he did an impromptu um, room and he was talking about purpose. And as he was um, speaking about purpose, the Lord was like, you need to have him on the podcast. And so I was like, all right, God, because y'all know we don't really do too many guests um, unless they've been vetted by God. And he was just like, I want him on. So I'm like, okay. And so we've just been talking about purpose before marriage because a lot of people don't understand. They think that marriage is the final destination. And so they focus so much on marriage, but they never focus on who God has called them to be um, in their single season. And so we've been doing podcast for about six weeks now because I want to make sure that people understand that before God sends you a man or a woman, he established you as a person and he needs you to be able to do what he's called you to do on, you know, on your own. And so I just want to get your definition because that's what we've been asking people. What is your definition of purpose? 
Wow. Oh man, that is a very loaded question, but I think it's a very um, real question because I think that most people associate purpose to what they can get from God. Uh, many people associate purpose from what they can get from God. So I reverence God. I praise him. I, I worship him for what I can get. But what about what you can give to God? So I believe that purpose is a two-folded situation. Uh, I believe it is what you give to God and what you get from God. And what I mean by what you get, I don't mean uh, materialistic things. What I mean is what you get. What do you get to to uh, uh, be well in uh, your mental, your emotional state, your 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 body? Uh, what you get from God? Oftentimes, we miss the blessing of having a healthy body. I think that we are so used to just the norm that we take for granted that we woke up with a healthy body and we didn't have to. Right. Uh, so I believe that purpose is about serving God so that you can move his agenda forward in the earth. So what your purpose is becomes God's plan in the earth. Right. Um, what, what God has planned for you to do in the earth um, is the purpose that is attached to your life, because I believe that purpose is also constructed differently for every individual. Okay. Uh, while some of us may be similar in purposes or in, 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 um, plans, uh, but your purpose is ultimately different, right? Uh, some of us may have the same kind of purpose where makeup may be our purpose or the pulpit may be our purpose, but at the end of the day, it still looks different for every person. So I believe it's something that is different. Um, something that is sound, something that is wise, if I had to choose a few adjective words, uh, something that is moving, uh, purpose is, is moving. It's not, it's, it's not stagnated. It's not standing still. It's always moving um, because God is always evolving. Not his word, but what he's trying to do in the world is always evolving. So uh, purpose just has a, uh, multifaceted uh, levels and layers to it. And so that's kind of how I would define it. Y'all, that was good. I'm taking notes over here. What your purpose is God's plan in the earth. That is, I like that. That's a whole quote. Um, I might have to, I might have to take that one and give you some credit. Um, <laughs> I like I love that. <laughs> now the next question that I have for you is what does a healthy Christian single look like? Because for me, I always share my testimony and I don't think that the church taught us, I, well, I won't say us, the church that I attended didn't teach me um, what it looked like to be a Christian single um, or what it looked like to be in a healthy relationship. But for the purpose of this series, I really want to get into what does a Christian, um, a healthy Christian single look like? I think a healthy Christian single uh, has checks and balances. Um, for for everybody that's going to look different uh, i think some i think where we go wrong is we try to make everybody balance the way that we want them to be balanced right uh but i think it's it's different for individuals so where your balance um might be you sitting on your back patio um drinking a glass of water reading a book right somebody else's balance may be um, them taking a vacation or them being on social media, doing whatever they do. I think that what we've done is we've, we've tried to 
um, make what works for us works for others. And we can't do that. So for, for, for me, I think some of the generic things that make a healthy um, single Christian is making sure that we understand who we are. And I'm not talking about from the place of, of oh, I'm a writer and I'm an author and, and, and I got seven books and I do hair. No, I'm talking about like what makes you upset, right? What drives you? What are your drives? What are your passions? What, are, what, 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 what makes you tick or what makes you happy or what makes you sad or what brings you sorrow? Like where are you mentally, Yeah. right? What, what are you thinking, right? How are you thinking this? How did you come to this conclusion? How did you come to this way? How did you come to this, this passage, right? Um, um, I think those are healthy ways to be a single. And let me say this, um, constantly working, never finding an avenue to allow deception to seep into you, right? One of the things that I always got charged with uh, growing up is people would always say, you always busy, you always busy, you always busy. And to some level of their statement, it felt like they were demonizing me always being busy um, as if they were, they were shunning me always being busy, but did they not know that I had to stay busy because that's how it kept me out of trouble. Yeah. Oh, Oh, be, 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 because, because, because P- Paul is busy doing what in his singleness? Working, doing what? The will of the Lord. He, he, he can't be concerned about whether or not an individual thinks that he's too busy because they are trying to view him in the light that they want to view him in instead of him understanding that the light that God has called him into is more important than the light that my neighbor views me in. And so I think that for singles, you've got to stay busy if that's if that's who you are. If that's not who you are, I get it. Maybe this is maybe this is not the round that you go. But I believe that we are to stay busy with doing the things of God. And what I mean by that, that's not always a, a look where it's always being broadcasted via social media or something like that. Maybe maybe some things that you do. Um, is, is, is broadcasting via social media, but maybe other things is just in the silence or in the quietness of who God is, right? And just just staying busy and moving forward. I think that um, we as as Christian singles, um, we have one of the best jobs in the world. And the job that we have is being an agent of change. Because whether we really want to uh, recognize this or not, the Bible says, you know, when you when you take a plan, and I'm paraphrasing here, when you take upon this wife and to become one, it changed for you because your ministry changes. So I think the best job that Christian singles have is the ministry of Christ. <laughs> we get we get to do it and watch this in full capacity without somebody saying, hold on, I want you to stay home or hold on, I want you to sit down or hold on, I need your love or hold on, I need your time. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying we get to work in the full capacity of, of, of Jesus Christ. That's good. That's good because you're definitely touching on something that um, we had said in earlier episodes is people don't realize that there's a responsibility that comes with marriage. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to jump that season and just get married so that they're not alone. And Mm -hmm. what you're really saying right now, I think will help some people to understand that 
in their single season, you must pursue God and you must really pursue um, God's intent for your life in that season and enjoy it. Um, and I like that, that busy, because a lot of people sometimes try to make being busy a bad thing. Um, but I think for a lot that's, of, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. For a lot of people, like for me, I'll speak for myself. I find that I'm super busy with ministry, super busy with community, super busy with making sure that my siblings, you know, are good and really just spending some time with them because I know that, you know, there will be a season where that will shift and I'll have my own family. And so listening to you talk about being busy Um, And it not being a bad thing. I think there are a lot of people who listen to this that struggle because they are millennials who work. They're people who are serving in ministry. And a lot of people, they try to make them feel like you're never going to find anybody because you're so busy. Um, Not realizing that God can allow that very thing that you're busy with to um, allow the person that he has for you to cross your path from that. So thank you for sharing that, because I think that that will encourage some people who feel like, a lot of people look at their being busy as negative. Yeah, you know, you just said something so profound. You was like, you in your busyness, you can find what God wants you to have. And, and here's the reality. I think the problem is the opinions of people have weighed on the mindset of people. Yeah. And when we release the opinions of people, like, I'm not even gonna lie, I'm guilty of it. Like, I'm guilty of being concerned with the opinions of people. But when I tell you a shift happened to me at the end of the year of 2020, where like now I don't care. Like, I don't care if you think I post too much. I don't care if you think I'm doing too much. I don't care because the reality of it is, is if I'm wrong and if I say I have the Holy Spirit, watch this, then he will what? Correct and convict. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) you're already in trouble here he will correct and convict the problem with individuals is they think that they serve as the corrector and the convictor and god doesn't need your help to correct or convict individuals what he needs your help in is the major plan is the bringing of the souls in. And I think that what we've got to stop doing as people is allowing people, like I get to the point now, um, and I recently most had it happen to me, I get to the point now when people are giving me their opinions and and I feel like it's not unconducive for what uh, what God is saying to me, um, I block it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I listen, I'm not disrespectful, right? I listen, but It's like going in one ear and out the other ear. And I hate to say it like that, but that's what it is because when God develops a relationship with you, the relationship with you and him is, is so strong, right? And you develop that relationship that it gets so strong that you will know what he needs you to do. When a pastor or a bishop or an apostle or somebody like that comes into your life, they're not telling you something that you don't already know. What they're doing is confirming what you already know. And what happens to too many of us is we, we've relied on the words of other people to confirm us. No, you've already been confirmed. You, you, when, you, when you came out of your mother's womb, he confirmed you. That's why he said, I knew who you were. So, you know, we, we've allowed people 
to to say stuff over us that is not relevant for what God is trying to do. God told us in Jeremiah, when you came out of your mother's womb, I knew you. That means he already declared what you were supposed to be and do in this life. We're talking about purpose, right? He already declared what you were supposed to be and do. And I think the problem with, with most of us is we're waiting for other people to confirm what God is trying to tell us. And so this is where we get in trouble because we, hear me, we don't dismiss um, um, practical, natural counsel, right? But what we do is we have to weigh it. We have to weigh it up against what God is saying, because sometimes in practical, natural counsel, it will go against to some degree, in some instances, against what God is telling you. Why? Because the natural, practical Counsel is only counsel that is dealing with what they can naturally see. But God deals what he is, what he is supernaturally doing. Okay. (laughs) Counsel deals with what they naturally see, but God deals with what he supernaturally is doing. And what happens is the supernatural part of God is overweighing even what? we are trying to articulate in the practical realm because there are some things that we cannot articulate in the practical realm because God didn't design for us to articulate that or to get that. He just wanted us to say it was all God. So I believe that if we're going to ever move forward in what we have to do, not just as singles, but as people with purpose, we've got to erase the opinions of other people. Listen, y'all, that was so good because we talk about that because that's that's just my life story is that I just believe that people need to follow the voice of God over people's opinions. And I say that to people all the time. I say that to uh, the women that I minister to, the youth that I speak into, because I think that somewhere along the lines, we felt like people's opinions matter more than what God has spoken over our lives. And a lot of times that gets us in trouble. Like following people's opinions will get us in trouble and get us into some things that we could have avoided if we actually just had listened to God. And so thank you for sharing that, because I know that there are people who are going to need to hear that and need to understand that in this season. And let's just talk about that in this season of your life, like maybe the past seasons of your life, God allowed you to get away with it. But in this season with where we are in life and where we are in the kingdom, you can't afford, like every moment counts. And so you can't even afford to listen to people. Like I tell people, if God doesn't release me to do it, or if God isn't releasing me to, um, if God isn't releasing me to do it, I'm not doing it. If God isn't releasing me to connect with somebody, I'm not connecting with them. I feel like because in this season of our lives, we just don't have time to waste. And let, a lot let me of- tell you something. You just said something so profound. And, and, and I want, the, I want your, your listeners to catch this. Essentially, let me tell you what we've done. Oftentimes you hear people say, have Jesus and a therapist. And I agree with that. I I totally agree with that. I'm going to tell you what has happened. And I love the fact that they put Jesus first, because I'm going to tell you what happens. We have minimized the spirit of God. We have minimized the power and the spirit of God. And let me tell you why we've minimized it. We've minimized it because we haven't seen it demonstrated in the 21st century world. Uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble here. Okay. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> the reason why we don't solely depend on the dunamis power of God 
is because we've only been seeing the existential power of man. That's it. Oh man. Oh man. Okay. I'm getting I'm I'm getting I'm gonna get in trouble. Because we have made miracle signs and wonders so cliche-ish that we don't believe in that kind of power anymore that Smith Wigglesworth, that W.R. Shambot, that all of these great men and women before our time exhibited and showed. We don't believe in that anymore because all we've had is people execute their power and not the dudamist power of God. And this is why we struggle in this world. And we say stuff like Jesus and the therapist. And once again, I'm not dismissing the therapist because some people will hear this and be like, oh, he's against. No, 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 no. I'm just saying there is something the spirit of God weighs more than even a therapist. I believe that the therapist comes and helps level you, but the spirit of God helps comes and take you over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happens to too many of us, if we won't be truthful about it, let's really be truthful about it. We are really not giving what is hindering us to the Lord. We are really not disciplining ourselves to give it to the Lord. What we're doing is we are clichéously walking over it and saying, well, I'm giving it to the Lord and a therapist. No, you're giving it more to your therapist than you're giving it to the Lord. And you wonder why your therapist has only gotten you to a level place, but to go over in the place, you need the spirit of God to arrest you and to deal with you. Lord, I feel him breathing on me. And what has happened to us, we've minimized the spirit of God in this 21st century world because we haven't seen it demonstrated in our world. We've seen prophecy. Yeah, that's great. But what we have not seen, we have not seen the spirit of God, like bring limbs back into place. Like I, I seen this stuff when I was a kid going to, going to uh, camp meeting revivals with my mama. I seen W.R. Shambach. I seen him do stuff in services that I don't see in today's service. So then you got to ask yourself the question, why could they possess that power? And why are we not possessing the power? Yeah. Why has our power been limited, but their, but their power was in full access granted? You know why? Because we've replaced, we've replaced what mattered the most, what, what didn't matter, because we started living in our practicality instead of living in our spirituality. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to say this publicly on record. Your spirituality should be over top of your practicality. That's it. Because that's why he told Simon Peter, this kind of thing you did not get. Watch this from your education. This kind of thing you did not get from your knowledge. This kind of thing you did not get from reading the book. But this kind of thing you got. Where did you get it from? The spirit of God. And we have minimized the spirit of God in the 21st century world. We've minimized it. It's good enough to prophesy to us. It's good enough to make us feel a quickening. It's good enough to make us feel hokey-dokey in the service. It's good enough for us to just clichéishly say it out of our mouth. But what it is not good enough for is to change us. Lord, I feel him that. All right, let me calm down. No, no, no. It's not good enough to change us. (laughs) And what has happened to us, while many of us are stagnated and stuck 
in purpose, whether you single or married, because this because I feel God breathing, whether you single or married, why you stuck in purpose is because you won't allow the spirit of God to change you. You keep thinking that you can do it the way that you want to do it, how you want to do it, and you want to be cool with everybody. But let me tell you something. When the spirit of God really arrests you, you're going to look uncool to so many people. That's right. My God. Hallelujah. And what has happened to us is we don't want to be an outcast. We want to be in the trend. And the trend is what is killing us in our families, in our homes, in our communities, at churches. We want to be stuck in a trend. But oh, what was the days of the trend? I, I declare over every listener that is listening now, that your purpose won't be trendsetting, but that your purpose will be upsetting. Lord. I want to declare over everyone that is listening now that you won't be a trendsetter, but you will be an upsetter because Paul was an upsetter. Oh Lord, I feel him. In the, you, you, you've got to learn how to upset some things. I ain't talking about people, but things. Because the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities. The only way that you can wrestle against principalities is if you can upset the enemy. And when you can't upset the enemy, come on, when you can't upset the enemy, enemy you aren't changing anything what you're being is the status quo but i declare that you won't be the status quo in this season and that you will live in full divine purpose lord jesus hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to live in divine purpose. You're going to live in divine purpose. Divine purpose will upset individuals. Divine purpose. You won't live in a trend-setting purpose. You're going to live in a divine purpose. You ain't ain't trying to be cool with individuals no more. What you're trying to be is cool with God. And if it's just you, God, your children, if it's just you and God, if it's just you, God, and your husband, you want to upset the enemy for what he's been trying to do over many, many years. I am an upsetter. I'm not a trendsetter. That's right. I'm an upsetter. Whew. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. God. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 That is it. My Hallelujah. God. My God. My God. My God. My God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Y'all know I'm over here. Y'all, I'm trying to behave today on the podcast. <laughs> Telling you I feel the shift, my God. And y'all know, y'all know my story. I'm just listening. And I'm just like, I tell people all the time, the enemy should have just left me alone. He should have just killed me when he had the chance to. And there are so many people who are listening to this podcast. And we struggle with um, dealing with caring about what people said, but I believe as you were speaking just now that that was broken off of people. I I hear you, Holy Spirit. Even that spirit of religiosity was broken off of people because for some reason as Christians, we have wanted to please the church more than we have God. And literally, as you were just speaking, I felt the presence of God literally saying that's going to be broken off of people. Their mindsets of feeling like, God, I have to do things the way that people want me to and not the way that you want that is broken today so listen if you are listening to this you need to understand that going forth in 2021 you are not going to care about what people have to say any longer why because you are going to care about what your daddy wants you to do and so thank you for releasing that over the listeners because i know that people needed to hear that 
I, I just know mm. I can feel it and listen, go forth. <laughs> I'm just 